Are we live? Oh, shit. We're live. What up? We're back. Oh, man. This week's been a little bit crazy. Uh, UFC Boston. I didn't realize that fight was on Friday, which is tomorrow. I thought I still had today and tomorrow to get this done, but I didn't. So much what I'm doing right now. <clears throat> Anyways, let's talk about... Uh, we're going to do that a little later. Let's talk about some headlines. John Jones formally released DC as his pussy and said that the, th the throne now belongs to Izzy, which is hilarious. I don't know why those two are going back and forth. I mean, they're definitely building it up, but I still, I mean, to me, that fight is easily won by uh, Johnny Bones. Easy. Conor McGregor trying to pick a fight with Frankie Edgar. I believe it. Lightweight, because there's no way that Conor's making uh, featherweight again, ever. Man, this fight would have been so cool in 2016 or 15, but now, I mean, Connor, fight Justin Gaethje. What are we doing? Or fight Donald Cerrone. You're coming off a loss. I mean, I get your Connor McGregor, but whatever, boy. Just fight someone that isn't Frankie Edgar, huh? Fight for someone who's fought in your weight class in the last six, seven years, buddy. Uh, Greg Hardy is planning to take over the UC heavyweight division. He's going to knock out Derek Lewis, knock out Francis Ngannou, and knock out Stipe. My man, you're lucky to get one of those three fights even. You're lucky to, to get one of three of those wins. I feel like he could knock out Derek Lewis. I mean, Derek Lewis isn't invincible. He got, I mean, he's tough, but he ain't invincible. He's not going to touch Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou is going to beat the shit out of him. Stipe, yeah, Stipe, no. Bro, my man. My man. Fight someone ranked first, maybe? Before you start. Ooh! Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. I forgot that fight was on this card. If you remember, they had a main event in Mexico City, and then it was 15 seconds in, there was an eye poke. And Jeremy Stevens couldn't continue, and the fight was called off. And then they had this crazy hotel run-in. Where Jeremy goes up to Yair and kind of is like talking shit, telling him to get the rematch going on, and then eventually calls him a faggot a couple of times. I mean, is that culturally acceptable or socially acceptable? No. Do I say that word all the time? Is it in reference to a gay person or homosexual? No. I grew up like saying you were gay. It didn't mean you were actually gay. You know, I mean, you you know what I mean. So it's just weird that like retard. That was also a word that we said all the time. I still say it all the time to my brother. That's just how I grew up. You know, whatever. Queer. What's one of my favorite? Cunt is probably my favorite. But that's not from when I was young. That's actually a thing that I developed older. Uh, but enough about my swearing habits. Gary Rodriguez, Jeremy Stevens. That fight is going to be lit. We're getting to that breakdown a little further into the card. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Oh, Macy Barber's fighting. Ugh, I hate her. She is annoying. Oh, what's speaking of which, am I the only one who thinks that Paige Van Zandt is a f***ing brand whore? Her entire Instagram is just her trying to sell me shit. And I'm not going to stop following her because it's hot. she's hot. Like, let's be real here. I mean, it's just annoying that I got to put up with that shit to check her out, you know? Like, think of me. Think of the consumer. You know why most people follow you. And it's not because you're a great salesman. It's not because you're a tremendous fighter. It's, you know I mean? It's for your body and your tits. You know what I mean? So why are we even pretending? 
I mean, it's just, uh, she's, I know she's an Instagram influencer, makes a ton of money off of it, but still, bro, you got to shove that on my face every post. I mean, at least hold it by your waist so we can really get a look at what we're really here for. I mean, come on, think about us. Ugh. I don't I mean, I don't hate her. It's just annoying. I'm not going to unfollow her, like I said, because she's hot. It's just, ah, think of me, you know? I don't want to see that shit. Oh, everyone made weight today except for two people who came in two pounds heavy. Well, I'll get into it later. Oh, my boy, my guy, Du Ho Choi is back. He turns it, I think, the South Korean show. Yeah, no, December 21st. Yeah, he's fighting a guy named Jordan Bourdain. <laughs> So awesome. Dude, Doi Choi's a f***ing savage. That kid looks like a seven-year-old, but he's a savage in that cage. Ah, oh, man. He doesn't look like much, like that he would be like a fighter at all, but he's fantastic. Oh, shit. Let's get into my Chris Weidman NFL comp. Here we go. If he magically beats Dominic Reyes, and then by, by some miraculous divine intervention moment of God. He gets the John Jones fight, wins the John Jones fight. He is the Eli Manning of MMA. Eli Manning, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, in the Super Bowl twice. Now, Chris Weidman beat Anderson Silva twice. The greatest middleweight of all time and arguably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. If he goes up, or he's going up. If he gets, if he beats John Jones, who is considered the greatest of all time right now, I mean, he would have beaten two perceived goats, just like Eli Manning. Outside of that, Eli Manning's career was literally 50-50. I mean, outside of championship, out of the championship fights that he had, that Chris Weidman had. His most impressive win, I have to say, would be Damian Maia and Mark Munoz in 2012. Uh, maybe Kelvin Gastelum, because you know, it turned out how good Kelvin Gastelum actually is. But I mean, he fought Anderson Silva twice, which was, you know, that was his Eli Man first Eli Manning moment. And he beat Lada Machida. Lada Machida's already out of his prime. And he won the first three rounds and coasted the second. Dude, it wasn't, it was only competitive because he kind of took the last two rounds off. Beat the shit out of non-TRT uh, Vitor Belfort. And then he loses to Luke Rockhold. TKO gets his ass beat by Luke Rockhold. Gets knocked out by Yoromero. It's TKO to Kegel Masasi. And, and then he submits Kelvin Gastelum. And then loses to uh, Jacques Ray Souza. All of those losses being finishes. He got finished every single time. If he goes Dominic Reyes straight to John Jones... Or somehow beats John Jones. He is the Eli Manning. Career outside of the championships. Eh, I mean, it's not that it's going to blow your hair back. You know? But if somehow Chris Weidman can take down two greatest of all times. And, you know, in two different weight classes. I, that's that Eli Manning shit, boys. Boom. There you go. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this card. Ah, oh, dude. So cool. I gotta go back to the card. Oh, yeah, anyways. All right, so we're gonna go through the prelims, just pretty quick, and then we'll get to the main card. Uh, don't do the breakdown there. All right, Daniel Spitz versus Tanner Bosser. Taking Daniel Spitz. Spitz. 
All right. And the middleweight division, Brandon Allen versus Kevin Holland. Give me Allen by decision. Welterweight, Court McGee versus Sean Brady. Fun fact, Court McGee lives lives and trains 10 minutes away from my house. Moved, he used to be an hour away. But yeah, he was my, he won the Ultimate Fighter 11. He was my pick to win that show because he was from Utah and he did it. And that's why I'll always forever be indebted to him because he, and if you don't know his story, check him out. He was a drug addict. He was declared dead on a heroin overdose. Found mixed martial arts, literally changed his life, saved his life, won the Ultimate Fighter the, when it meant something, when the 100, when that six-figure contract was just a rarity in sport, in MMA. Cashed that, and he's been with the UFC ever since. My guy, Court McGee, what an animal. Goes around, does uh, motivational speeches to high school and at-risk kids and things. He's sad. Look him up. Court McGee. C-O-U-R-T, uh, last name McGee, M-C-G-E. Check it out. I get him by decision. Randy Costa, Costa versus Boston Salmon. Boston, I don't like Salmon, and I don't really like Boston or their fans. So give me Randy Costa. But, yeah, give me a decision. Oh, next, Kyle Bokniak. Dude, if you want to see a wild fight, watch Kyle Bokniak versus Zabit Magomed Sharipov. That fight is fantastic. He's fighting Sean, back fighting Sean Woodson. Give me Kyle Bokniak, obviously. Give me Bokniak by second-round submission. Next, Molly McCann, who I recently became a fan of watching her fight, versus Diana Belbita. Diana Belbita is a little cutie. She is hot. But give me Molly McCann because she's just that English fucking badass. I love watching her fight. Uh, next, oh, so Charles, or Manny Bermudez, Miss Wade in this fight. So it's a catch with at 148. But Charles Rosa versus Manny Bermudez. Give me Manny Bermudez, Bermudez second round KO. Okay, now, let's get into the main card. First fight, this one, so... I think Darren Wynn missed weight. Yeah, Darren Wynn. Darren Wynn missed weight. So he came in at 188 and a half. That's what the catch weight is. Um, this fight, I got, I'm got. i going to take the guy who's fighting, Darren Stewart. I'm taking him by decision. Yeah. I mean, he's been kind of up and down in the UFC, but oh, it was actually four and three, or three and four. <laughs> I think this means more to him. I got. I mean, I don't really know a lot about either one of these guys, to be honest. I think Darren Wynn was on Dana White's Contender Series. Not really sure on that. Next, Macy Barber. Oh, I told you earlier, I hate her. She's a C-word, for sure. Ah, uh, you know what? Fuck, I'll say it. I'm not going to censor myself for her. Macy Barber is a cunt versus Jillian Robertson. I've actually interviewed Jillian Robertson with my guy BJ over at No Filter MMA on YouTube. Check him out. We interviewed her. She is an animal. She just, she's... She just snatches necks and cashes checks, boy. Oh, you. She when she gets on top of you, you're in danger because you're gonna eat elbows until you open up your neck, and she's gonna snatch that neck and choke you out with it. She has been looking fantastic her last couple fights. Tell you, she just loves this shit. She doesn't have her hobbies are training and fighting. Ah, uh, yeah. So her last her last fight was this uh, TKO with elbows because she just got on top of that girl, Sarah Froda. Who actually, I'm pretty sure tested positive for steroids, I think. Anyways, Dillian Armors beat the shit out of her. Before that, she choked out Veronica Macedo. Dude, she actually, oh, Molly McCann choked her unconscious. The girl I was saying about that, is that English badass. Who's fighting that, uh, Diana, that cute girl. Dude, if you've never seen Jillian Robertson fight, go watch her fight. She's a savage. Go watch the interview, too, because she breaks it down. She likes hanging out with her dog, 
and training and snatching necks, cutting people. I'm telling you guys, like Tony Ferguson style elbows. Then there's Macy Barber, and I do hate her, but I will not say that she doesn't have skill. She has, she has good skill. She's phenomenal. Her last fight against JJ Aldridge, she lost that first round. Was getting dominated, dominated. The second round came out, showed good resolve, and just put it on JJ and finished her. But she's talking like she has a countdown on her phone to the the day when she can be the youngest UFC champion. She's trying to beat John Jones, who won it at 23. I hate her. She's annoying. She's too cocky for someone who's never done anything. She's 2-0 in the UFC, 3-0 if you count the Contender Series. She doesn't mean anyone, like, I mean, J.J. Aldridge, but J.J. Aldridge isn't even ranked, so come on. Jillian Robertson's better. Jillian Robertson is going to show her what it's like to be to be in the best, to be top, to be the ranked. If you, if you want it, she's going to give it to you. I got Jillian Robertson by first-round submission. She's going to take snatch that neck because Macy's sloppy. She's young. She's kind of there's not a lot of technique when she gets throwing. She's gonna go in sloppy. Jillian's gonna take get under, get the takedown, smash it with elbows. She's gonna roll over to her. Yeah, Macy's gonna roll over to her stomach. Jillian's gonna lock in the RNC, we're naked choke, and hopefully put her to sleep. Next, Joe Lozon fighting in his hometown of Boston. Boston is gonna fight Jonathan Pierce. I'm sorry, this is Joe Lozon all day. The last time he fought in Boston. I believe was UFC 118 against Gabe Rudiger. Let me check just to be sure. That's the last time I remember fighting in Boston. I could be wrong. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I was right. His last time fighting in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, never mind. Was he lost to Michael Johnson? Oh, that's sad. The time before that was Gabe Rudiger. He looked fantastic against Gabe Rudiger. I mean, if you guys haven't seen that fight, look it up. UFC 118. Yeah, that was the best Chalazon's ever looked. But Jonathan Pierce is a Michael Johnson, is he? So, and I got Joe Lozon, man, been doing it forever. It takes a lot of beatings. Like, if you watch him versus Ally Quinta, it's, it's, it's tough to watch. It's sad, that poor kid. But he is a savage. He's a video game nerd who's just a fucking animal. Nerd assassin is what Eddie Bravo would call him. That's what he is. I got Joe Lozon by, give me first round submission. I think he's going out. I don't think he's going to be doing this much longer. He's just going to go put on a show for his fans in the style the only style he knows how. And uh, he's going to put it on him. Another Joe Lozon fight to watch is him versus Melvin Gillard. Or him versus Jamie Varner. Animal, that dude. Animal. All right, next, Greg Hardy versus Ben Solosi. And I know Greg Hardy was right in his mouth. I was going to fight the best. He's not. I mean, he's going to get humbled by Macy Barber eventually. Like Macy Barber is this weekend eventually. But I don't think it's going to be this guy. Give me Greg Hardy, first round KO. Then I think he's going to run his mouth a little bit. and He's going to want a ranked guy. Hopefully they give it to him. If the kid thinks he can handle it, why are we protecting him? Let him get in there, huh? Jeez, yeah, that's what I want to see. Next. Ooh, Coleman event, baby. Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens. I am not a Yair Rodriguez guy. I saw him fight here live in Salt Lake against Alex Caceres. I wasn't impressed. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Nothing he does impresses me. I mean, he's he's 90% flash, 10% dash. I Who is he beating in the top 10? Nobody. Nobody. Like, Korean Zombie, yeah, it was a Hail Mary elbow in a fight that he would have lost the decision. So good for him. I mean, it worked. He did knock him out. He was in the top 10, so I guess we can count that. But outside of that, the only rank, other ranked guy he fought was Frank Edgar. And Frank Edgar beat the shit out of him. 
I mean, he just his resume is not impressive whatsoever. So I'm, I just, I think he's overrated. I mean, he beat BJ Penn, but BJ Penn shouldn't have been fighting. Yeah, listen to this UFC. Leonardo Morales, no one. Charles Rosa, never rose up. Dan Hooker, that win actually looks a lot better. But that was a featherweight. Dan Hooker belongs at lightweight. That looks good. That's going to age well. Andre Feely, he never really ranked in the top 10. Alex Caceres wasn't ranked. BJ Penn shouldn't have been fighting. Loses to Frank Edgar and then fights Chan Sung Jung. Just not impressive to me. I don't know why he's so hyped. Because he can do a bunch of spin kicks? Come on. That's all he's got is all those fancy fucking kicks. It's annoying. Jeremy Stevens is going to beat the shit out of him. Because he's pissed what happened in Mexico. Poked him in the eye. And then he was run- then Yair is running his mouth saying that Jeremy Stevens quit. He's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. Like, what are you talking about? You- you're the one who fouled him, bud. Relax. Honestly, that was the best fight Herb Dean's called in months. He gave Jeremy Stevens probably seven, eight minutes to recover uh, before they called it. Good for him. But I just, Jeremy Stevens, I think his technique is too good. I think we've seen what happens if you pressure Yair Rodriguez. And Jeremy Stevens isn't the best wrestler, but he trained with Dominic Cruz forever. He's training with Tony Ferguson right now. And he's from Iowa, where some of their high school wrestling is on par with a Division II college. I mean, the kid comes from a wrestling-oriented background. He's been working with, yeah, like I said, Dominic Cruz and Tony Ferguson. So I'm not, I'm not, I think he can out-wrestle Yair Rodriguez for sure. I think he's going to do what Frankie did, but the standing version. Back him up in the corner. He can't throw that spin shit if his back is against the corner. You know? And I think that's, yeah, he's just going to crowd him, look him in the corner, just start unloading on him, Mike Tyson style. Attack the body, the body opens the head, ask Stipe. And DC called that. And uh, I'm not the winner, but I called the way that was going to go down if Stipe won. Anyways, yeah. Jeremy Stevens, I just think, is he's going to get in there and bully and try to brawl with him. And I don't. I think Yair Rodriguez can only fight in space. We have space to, ha- to throw the kicks, read the movements. If you don't give him time to read those movements and don't give him space to throw uh, the kicks or the spin shit, he's going to fold. And I think Jeremy Stevens is going to finish him in the second round. Originally, when they fought Mexico, I had them. Uh, I had you know, Jeremy Stevens winning by decision. But now, how fired up and pissed off he is, uh, he's going to go to Yair. He said, "If I don't kill him, it's not. It's not enough." Jeremy Steven wants to fight him to the death. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Jeremy Stevens in that one. Now, here we go. Chris Weidman moving up to 205 for the first time, fighting Dominic Reyes. At, and Dominic Reyes shouldn't be uh, as ranked as high as he is. That win against Vulcan, oh, uh, Ozdemir, was bullshit, and we all know it. If you think Dominic Reyes won that fight, you're either blind stupid, or you've never watched him a day in your life. Volkan Ozdemir won that fight. Anyways, Chris Weidman, I don't know how this is going to translate. I mean, I think the fight against Jacare uh, was kind of a glimpse into it because Jacare is huge. Same with, uh, with the fight with Yoel Romero. Uh, he just, I mean, Chris was winning the Yoel Romero fight before he got knocked out that third, but he still lost. I mean, just because he was winning two rounds, the fight's three rounds. Uh, in the third round, he got knocked out. Uh, Jacques Ray, I think Jacques Ray is able to get him, drag him into a brawl, and that's ultimately what happened. Then he got caught and went down. Ah, uh, Dominic Reyes isn't a brawling type. He's a stick and move uh, decision point fighter. That's what he is. 
If he can catch you clean and put you down and out, he will. I just don't think he has he has that much fight in him, for being honest. Uh, not like Chris. Chris has been through some wars, and I think it's t you can tell. Taking it, but I think he needs to come with the same game plan he came in with against Kelvin Gaslam. Just don't stand with him too long. Stand stand with him long enough to land your shots, get your, get your shot in, take him down, and hold him. I think Dominic Reyes is is the weaker wrestler here. Chris's top pressure is good. It's not Luke Rockhold uh, 185 good, but it's good. I think you can hold him down and just kind of beat him up, either get a submission or get a TKO. I got Chris Weidman by TKO in the third or fourth round, I'm going to say. I think he gets on top of him and just mauls him and tries to work him, tire him out, because I've seen Dominic Reyes get tired. He got tired in the Vulcan Ozdemir fight. So I think that's what he does. He just goes, gets in there. Chris Weidman tries to wrestle him and then uh, yeah, finishes him with pressure and with either submission or TKO. Officially, I'm going TKO. That'll be interesting. That's going to be a good fight. I can't wait for that. Uh, that's all I really got today. We'll be back uh, next week to review this and to talk about Damian Maya versus Ben Askren. So, just remember, in the world, there are winners and there are losers. And here at Winning, that's all we do.